Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Back again with my co-host, my terrific, fantastic, he's really a terrific person, Everett Farnell. Well, thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. And we have the biggest, the most important, the hugest episode so far for our listeners. So uh, so I'm really excited. Well, to and started. according to you, it actually is. I mean, we normally, I love to spend the first few seconds here just jokingly being ridiculous. But uh, actually, according to you, and I agree, this is a huge topic. What, what this topic is, is the importance of testing, of always being testing. Now, Donald Trump being successful in business, of course, to be that mammothly successful is always testing. Now, there are naysayers out there who just don't get it, and I suggest you don't want to be one of these, like the Mitt Romneys of the world, that think there's something bad about failure. So Mitt Romney came out, if anyone remembers, months ago with some kind of ridiculous speech and comments about how, oh, but he had Trump, he's not a great business person, because Trump vodka is not a big seller. And Trump steaks, and Trump this, and Trump whatever, and Trump airlines. Where's that now? See, he's not a great business person. Really? Uh, have you seen his bank account? Uh, have you seen the yeah. place he lives in, which is like gold-plated? I mean, like he flies around in his own private 757. Like, I'm pretty sure that this guy funded his own entire campaign and won the nomination for the Republican Party. I'm pretty sure he's been successful in business. He's held events in hotels that he bought for, like, nothing and sold for $100 million. Like, he's successful, get a clue and so don't listen to yourself or anyone else that's going to tell you that just because you tried something and it didn't work means you're a failure um, we're here to tell you this week it's the absolute 100 percent opposite that you've always got to be willing to test something new and how donald trump did this in his campaign and i i would guess that he's going to continue doing it is he's always testing throwing things out there like ted cruz is a canadian i mean he really tested that hard for yeah. like a week Absolutely. or two and when it didn't work he just stopped saying it that's all and he tested nicknames for people and he tested uh threw things out there about, I'm going to do this. Well, nobody responded to that, so then we don't talk about that anymore. So this is an important thing ever you talk about is the most important thing a business owner can do. I, I think it is because business owners get stuck in a, uh, get stuck in a rut. Local business owners, bricks and mortar business owners get stuck in a rut. They think that there's one way to do their thing and one way to sell their thing and one distribu distribution channel for their thing, and that's what they do. And it, it not only does it max out, but then it starts to die. I mean, it, it, I don't want to get all crazy metaphysical, but it's the law of the universe. Things are growing or dying. That's the way, you know, I mean, that if, if nothing else, if your business isn't growing, it's dying because inflation is eating away the price, the buying power of your profit. So, it, you know, you've, you've got to constantly be looking for new ways to uh, to put things out there. Um, uh, Cop, jo jo e. Joseph Kaufman is a... Uh, the ant farm. Brilliant, I'm sorry? The ant farm. I the guess. ant Joe farm. Ant farm and the, and the potato gun and... Absolutely. And uh, he made 70 business deals. Well, you cut out. You're cutting out there for a minute. But Joe Cosman. Yeah, the secret to his business, the only thing he did was he would go into a business uh, that was selling a product. And then he would secure the rights from that business to sell the product in different marketing channels. He didn't do 
anything that those people couldn't have done if they tested the different marketing channels themselves. And he would just go sell them in different marketing channels, and he made several fortunes doing that. So, you know, and, and the thing is... Well, is I'll that, give an example. We, we hold in high esteem doctors. They're held in high esteem in our society, even though there's all kinds of, you know, insurance is choking them now and malpractice and whatever. It's all nonsense. So they don't actually now make, have a great lifestyle and make tons of money, but, but they're still held in such high regard. Oh, you know, anytime you meet a woman and she would say, you know, my husband's a doctor. Or, you know, uh, moms want their, their kids to marry a doctor or go to med school, mm -hmm. be a doctor. I mean, it's held in high regard. And yet a doctor, I mean, doctors are always testing, even when it comes to, we're not just talking about their marketing or their advertising. We're talking about their actual medical practice. So who's ever been to a doctor who's ever said something like this? Oh, such and such is going on and you're coughing and sneezing or who knows what and your left ear hurts and whatever. Here, I'm going to prescribe this. And then what do they say? Call me back after a few days, and if this doesn't work, I'll prescribe something else. We'll do now, who something can else. tell me Absolutely. they haven't heard a doctor say that? Well, what's the I, translation? I don't know anybody. The translation is I actually don't know what the heck I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what's wrong. I with really the, don't know what this is or how to cure it. But I'll tell you what: I will prescribe something, and if you get a headache and a, you get some reaction, and well, then we'll prescribe something else. Something else. I go to the eye doctor. I have glasses every year or two or whatever. I get the thing. I got to go to the eye doctor. What's the eye doctor do? He doesn't do anything. I do it all. Who here right. has ever taken he an eye test? I do everything. <laughs> he sits me in a chair. He puts this ridiculous contraption in front of me. i got to look through it. And then he just flips the thing and goes, which is clearer, A or B? And that goes on for 20 minutes. Right. That's called testing. Which is clearer, A or B, A or B, A or B? And I'm like, I said to him once, I'm like, now, what if I get it wrong? I'm like, what if I just say B when it was A? I'm going to end up with the, I mean, you're not doing anything. All you're doing right. is A or B, A or B. Or it's what's called split testing. You're just going A or B, A or B, A or B until I finally, I go, they're both the same, everything's good, and you go, there it is, print them. That's it, make the glasses. Yep. Like, it's just testing and testing and testing. So if doctors can do it, and we held them in the highest esteem in our society, then why you as a business person aren't constantly testing? Well, and, and because you have the uh, because you have the ability to constantly test, you can make far more than the doctor. <laughs> you know, because you have the ability to uh, to scale. I mean, whatever business you have, if you don't have the ability to scale, then you need to take a serious look at your business and figure out a way to scale it. But it's uh, I, I it says says the copywriter who was a single a single man consultant. <laughs> but uh, but that's by it, your it, choice. Yeah, but it is by my choice, absolutely. And even if it's by your choice, even if you say you have a single copywriter, but I'll bet you'd love to find more, you're always looking for ways to find more time to get as oh, much absolutely. done as you do and make as much money with less time. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, a, that's so, an issue of scale. Yeah, well, exactly. That's that, But that's what I mean is that you want to test your ad, test different products, test different uh, different salesmen. I mean, how many... Well, uh, and test even the operations work. of your business. Just test. Just exactly. say, what if we move the desk over to here and when people come into the office, they, they first check in over here instead of over there. Test it out. Right. See, Test it out. And, and when you're ta especially when you're talking about advertising and marketing, don't make the mistake of, you've got to test it on the right people, okay? So how many times have you written a letter for someone, because I certainly have created incredibly winning, successful, fantastic ads for people, and they will delay placing the ad or giving me the okay with the excuse of, well, I ran it by my secretary, and she said X, Y, Z. And yeah, I had my husband look at it, and he doesn't think that blah, 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 and I'm like, really, have you run it by the person with the checkbook? 
have you the, tested the So when I say test it, I don't mean take a look at it or have anyone else look at it. No. I don't mean ask a survey. People make this mistake. They go, if I was going to come out with XYZ product, how much would you pay for it? Would you buy it? And you get all these, oh, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, wow, I would. Yeah, oh, then you spend months and all your money. And this is when people come to me. After they've spent months or years and all kinds of money putting a product together that are convinced is the greatest thing since sliced bread, and they come to me and say, now can you market it? And I'm like, well, yeah, now you sell it. Market it? Yeah, but, you know, nobody's I go, then I can't. I'm sorry to say, I mean, try and get somebody else that'll just take your money because I won't. I have some scruples. Right. And the fact that you have no sales and no proof of concept after months means that's your test. You thought it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Your marketplace is telling you otherwise. Now, maybe it can be put in front of a different market. Maybe there's a tweak, but most of the time it just means the test failed. So now, test listen, it with the right people, and I don't mean by asking them, would you buy it? And then you come out with it, and then they don't buy it. Just say, I'm creating this. Well, that's what all these sites are. That's what all these Kickstarter crowdfunding things are. They don't have the product I have, yet, and they sell it. Yeah, they sell it. And I have a, uh, I have a client right now, a long-term client, and they, uh, I, I finally got them over the hump with, uh, uh, with testing. Because, I mean, they, they wanted to, just like you said, they wanted to develop a, I mean, they want to take months, and six, eight months to develop a product, and, an info product, and get it filmed, and get it done just perfect, and get it up, and get this done, and get that done, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, no, let's just get some, run something up the flagpole. You got this big list. They're willing to give you money. Let's just start selling them something. Let's get on the phone. Let's do an interview. Let's make a quick product. We should be able to go from product to, to money in the bank in a week. Um, and, uh, and I finally got him over the hump. But what, what he doesn't understand is that the reason that's the truth is because we can test, oh, that product sucked. Nobody bought it. Let's scrap that. Ooh, that one sold $10,000 worth of shit, like, you know, on accident. That might be a topic we want to delve into more. We want to test different products. We want to test different delivery methods. Hey, guess what happens? Nobody's interested in an audio, so the teleseminars are hard, but they do like video, so we can sell that to them. Or, or oh, these guys are a bunch of readers. Nobody, you know, nobody was interested at all in the video, but but we the thousand page book that that's the transcript of the four hours of video that you know, they ate up like uh, uh, like it was going out of stock. You you've got to keep testing the variables, testing the variables. Like you said, where does the desk go? What does the sign look like? I wonder how many retail retail places, local businesses, not Target, because they, they do a ton of testing. Um, they have tons of metrics, those guys. But I wonder how many retail places actually test of, uh, test placement their um, uh, placement of their of their product. Like what happens? Well, the big chains do. That's all they do. So oh, yeah, again, that, that, to me, the biggest, in my experience, because I've worked with big companies, small companies, the biggest difference between big businesses and small ones is exactly this topic, which I think is why you write so call it the most important topic and the most one that small business owners screw up is they don't test the big companies are always testing how many times have you have you gone into or seen you know an ad on tv mcdonald's mick something or other whatever well but it's only in a certain region it's only in certain stores sometimes mm-hmm. they say uh this movie is only in select theaters they're they're testing to see if it should be released nationwide if you've seen you mentioned the late great billy mays uh huckster and infomercial superstar on the lawn last week's episode <laughs> if you do go to youtube and you check him out or google him or anything you'll see the show that he had and maybe you can 
I don't know, wherever online or something, get the old recordings of the show, The Pitchman. Am- Amazon. Anthony Sullivan, and you see the process of taking an invention to successful or unsuccessful infomercial. They show you the entire process from the line of inventors coming in the door with their gizmos, and these two guys look at it, and, and they're not sitting there going, like, does it work? They're sitting there going, will it sell? Does yeah, it yeah, have well, a hook? Is it something that's... I think that I can put together an infomercial for and sell this thing, and then you see them shooting the infomercial and going, no, we got to redo that. That's not going to work. Let's test this. And then they'll shoot three different prices. So they'll go, Billy Mays will go, and you got to send twelve ninety nine tonight, or then he'll shoot another one, and you got to send nine ninety nine, and you got to send nineteen nine, and they'll test all three different. And then you see towards the end of the show, it's always the same. They take you behind the scenes of the actual infomercial TV studio, and you see it's mind boggling. You see up on the multiple screens of charts and data about all the different regions, age groups, male, female, tall, short, black, white, employed, unemployed, own a car, throw a frisbee, whatever. They break it down to everything, who's buying, who's not, will this work, and then if it does, they make the triumphant phone call at the end of the episode. They call the inventor and they go, it's Anthony Sullivan, congratulations, I have good news, you're going to be a millionaire. You're going now, to be a millionaire. Is he a millionaire yet? No. But they know because they did testing that now we're going to put in the ridiculous amount of money it takes to launch this thing full scale all over the place, and you're going to be a millionaire. But and we're going to make, everybody's going to make a billion doesn't dollars. do it. Yeah, and listen, I'm glad you brought that up, that show up. Anybody, I mean, you can get it, you, you can go to Amazon and get it for some ridiculous price, $20 or something for the whole season, $10. It's ridiculous. Anybody who doesn't go to Amazon and buy that on the on, uh, on Amazon digital thing is just down their mind. But can't you also it, get it on these things like Netflix and Hulu and this and that? And I, whatever. I don't know. And all these I, old TV shows. I, I don't know. I mean, okay. However you got to get it, folks. This is the kind of stuff that, again, you can sit there at home and watch the dancing with the voice of the X Factor Network surviving apprentice stars, or you can invest in your own future, in your own future of your business by investing 30 minutes into watching an educational show. And by the way, a half an hour show is only 22 minutes of content. Boom. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a fantastic show for anybody who wants to understand testing from a marketing point of view. I mean, testing specifically about marketing and how to put together a great, you know, I mean, those those guys are, uh, they they did an incredible job. Well, so you see Donald Donald Trump as an example, because that's what we're using here on the lessons. It's it's after, after all, it's lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast. So you see him testing everything. For instance, testing the venue of where he's going to hold his talks. I live 15 years in the city of Chicago, the ridiculous city of Chicago, and he attempted his first big riot outside of one of his talks was he was attempting to give a talk inside a school which of course is pure bernie uh, of, of school right. kids who all want free something inside the inner city of chicago which is giveaway central of like i just want free obama phones and free this and free that and free this and you know that's why i and other anyone if you ask me who's successful has to flee out of illinois and the county of chicago which is cook county which uh, I have an associate who affectionately calls it what it is, Crook County, and because <laughs> my tax dollars were going to support people not working and getting handed out everything and whatever. So this is not the right place to hold a Republican rally where you're going to say things that others are going to think are racist and bigoted and intolerant and whatever, and you're going to do it. Not the right place, but he tested it, and every all the pundits and everyone was like, oh, well, how could he do that? And 
Why would he hold it there? And a hoo-ha, he's got to go to the rural areas and the whatever, which, of course, the next day he was in a in Champaign, Illinois, a rural farm area of Illinois, which not a single problem, of course. But, but he didn't just say, I'm going to do that. He tested it. He booked the thing. He flew into town. And only then, when he saw this is not going to work, and by the way, it wasn't because of the protests outside. Those continue to happen. It was because the protesters had gotten inside, and that was totally out of control. And he said, I'm not going to do that. But he, come on now, he paid for the venue. He paid for everything. He flew into town to do it. He gave it a 100% test. He didn't just right. say, no, nope, people say not to do it. I'm not going to do it. Because what if that worked? If that would have worked, if he would be able to give that talk in an inner city, ridiculous giveaway, bankrupt city of Chicago, that could have opened the floodgates to him attracting all kinds of supporters to him and away from his opponents Absolutely. in the general election especially, because that's where they all are. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's no question about it. He's, I, he also he tested, you know, he tested a, a campaign manager, and when he wanted to move to a different level, he brought in another campaign manager, and he and you hear a, a lot of the politicians, oh, oh, they got rid of their staff, they reshoveled their this, they did this, that's right. And and you'll see the data-driven, the, the whole Obama data uh, Ted Cruz is great at that, how he won Iowa with all the data. Uh, Karl Rove is a data fanatic that helped George W. Bush. Well, now you're going to see Trump tapping into some of this and always going to be testing who should I get my message in front of, which door should we knock on, which should we pass over. Are you doing that in your business, or are you just saying, oh, you know what, For really cheap, I can do this uh, every door direct mail from the post office and just send my thing out to everybody. Well, yeah, but but certain neighborhoods and certain people in your town are just not going to buy your thing and never going to buy for you. You're wasting your, your marketing dollars. If you were testing, you would know that after you did that one or two or three times to stop doing that and try something else. There's a great story told by a very well-known marketing consultant about carpet cleaner who was going to, uh, uh, who was using Valpac and uh, said, oh, Valpac doesn't work. And then uh, this guy said, well, what do you mean it hop doesn't work? Hop in the work? car. Said, oh, pardon me? He said, hop in the car. We're going yeah, for a ride. Yeah, hop in the car, exactly. You're, you're familiar with the story. And they drove through the neighbor. They drove through the area that about, they were mailing the Valpacs. And sure enough, it was completely the wrong market. Had the guy tested, you know, two other places, two other Well, and, and to, to complete the story, I mean, how they could tell, because they drove through, and it was a bunch of dilapidated homes where people would never pay to clean the carpet. They weren't even washing their car. Yeah, they you could see the lawns were a mess. Yeah. They had uh, the side. Lighting was falling off their house. He was like, "You real? This is who you're they mailing were, to to pay big money they were to rentals. clean the carpet?" Yeah, well, they were rentals, and so the chances of getting the carpet clean were zero. But if they were going to clean the carpet, they were going to go rent the thing and clean their own carpet. They weren't going to pay somebody else to come clean the carpet. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I mean, you, you you have to you have to test more than you know more than one time, more than one variable. You got to figure out who you're going to, especially with marketing. And I I love that example about Trump uh, uh, doing the inner city because you know it was something that. That everybody said was just it was ridiculous you shouldn't do it you're an idiot for doing it and he tested it and it didn't work but uh, you know sometimes he tests something you know sometimes he's testing stuff and it works like the uh, like the wall you know? right and he see the naysayers the Mitt Romneys are going to use this to be a naysayer and go you know he shouldn't be doing that and he's a failure because of this and that's what's going to happen to you as a business owner when you're testing and not everything works competitors and other people whatever are, are possibly going to say, like, what a loser. He tried this and it failed. He's a failure. But your bank account is going to tell a different story. If you're constantly testing and then doing, I know, whatever it's going to tell you now is the most important thing about testing, is that you're tracking. So it isn't Measure. really testing yep. if you're not tracking. It's not testing to just say, I threw a lot of money out there.
there into five different billboards. And so I'm testing <laughs> which one, uh, testing five billboards in five different areas of town. Like, well, which one did best? I don't know. I put the same phone number and the same offer on all five of them. I have no idea. That's not testing. Testing is five billboards with five different tracking phone numbers, so you know, or at least five different ask for Mary, ask for Sally. Of course, your receptionist has none of those names, but every time right. someone calls and asks for a name, she puts a little check mark. That's who they asked for. And so now you know. I, I didn't come up with this, but I've heard from, from a mentor of mine years ago that you're treating your marketing like it's a mutual fund, which is made up of a number of different stocks, and the person who's overseeing the fund is going to go over that every year or every six months or every quarter or whatever and look at the losers and dump them and look at the winners and buy more of those stocks. And right. that's how you've got to treat your marketing. So not only you got to be testing and always buying different stocks and always testing and trying different things, but you've got to be tracking. And I mean real tracking. You can't just ask somebody on the phone, hey, how'd you hear about us? Because number one, they no, don't I, remember, and number two, it's usually a mix. I, sure, I'll tell you the you're way doing I doing things right. They saw your little TV ad on on a little uh, cable TV, but then they also drove by your truck, and then they also saw a billboard, and they also saw your yellow page ad, and they heard something from a friend, and they went to your website, and like, you're, they're going to come in, and you're going to say, "How'd you find us?" Oh, from your website, because that's the last place they went to find your phone number. <laughs> so you're going right. to say, "Oh, then I'm going to cut out all of my other advertising and marketing," because every person just keeps saying they found us on our website. Here's, Meanwhile, the only way they found your website, since it can't be found in a Google search, because you're not doing that right, is they only found it because somebody told them about it, your name, or they saw they saw your name on your truck, and they went and typed that specifically into Google, and that's how they found you. So you're going to get all kinds of bad information if you don't track properly and if you don't track at all. Well, and, and this is tactical, Steve, but um, you mentioned something about having your receptionist, you know, marked down. Who, I mean, having employed a couple of receptionists, several receptionists, in my uh, uh, good luck. Um, well, I mean, at the very I, least, at the very least, I, least, gotta do that. What I find, yeah, what I finally did is there's some great. They're, they're they're all over the internet. You can get you can buy phone numbers on the internet, and so I would you have get the ones that record the calls. Right, I have 15 different phone numbers that, that were all that all ring on the same phone. I didn't need to ask where the person came from. I can just, I mean, I could literally just go. I don't need to ask how to see how many. I don't need to ask Susie how many calls we're getting from, uh, you know, from the newspaper ad. I can just go and look up that phone number, and I can say, "Holy shit, we got 47 calls." And then I can listen to the calls, and I can say, and not only can I tell Susie you're screwing up, but I can also say, oh, okay, well, you know, we, we, we got 47 calls, and we got 15 appointments, and then you go through and look, and oh, we sold 10 of those people. And, okay, great. Now we have some real numbers, and I don't need Susie to tell me what the numbers are. So Fantastic just, stuff. So we kind yeah. of got in two, we got two topics at once there. We got onto testing, and then, of course, goes hand-in-hand hand with the testing tracking. But yeah. testing means failing, folks. That's what it means. It means failing. And I've heard the analogy to a uh, guided missile that they shoot a guided missile and or a rocket ship to the moon and they only they don't have a specific exact idea, but it lands on the exact pinhole goes through the doorknob. When you see the things blowing up on TV, the smart bombs, or you, you see the, the, the satellite lands exactly, docks perfectly with the space, state, space station, or it lands on Mars on the exact spot they wanted. But all along the way, they were course correcting. But you right. can't course correct something you don't fire off to begin with. So start firing stuff off, and then you can start course correcting. You, what do they say? You can't steer a parked car. You know, you're right, going to get right. where you're going. Well, you're going to change lanes. Maybe there was an accident. You're going to get off a different exit. You're going you're to get where you're going, but you're never going to get where you're going if you don't test, if you don't get in that car and start driving. So go ahead and
and start doing some stuff. Go back and listen to all the episodes of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast and start testing and trying and putting into use whatever you want to call it, a whole bunch of different strategies and tactics, and then track which one's worth and keep doing those. But always be not afraid, like Donald Trump is not afraid to be trying and testing somebody new, something new. In fact, if you ask me, that's a big advantage that he has, which is what we're going to talk about in the next episode, is that his opponents really can't even figure out what he's going to do next. You would like to be that in your business, I assure you. Have your competitors not have any idea what you're going to do next. And we're going to talk about that on the next episode. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser, some people do, I guess.